Hello and welcome to What Our Point Weekly, where we bring together a variety of perspectives to discuss the biggest stories of the week and decide what our point, or if in fact there are no point at all. Please, if you like what you hear, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Today is Thursday, December 2nd. I have with me Ben. Hello. And then Nick and his wonderful, beautiful wife, Ellie, are on a walk together. To remember. <laughs> Get it? Get it? A walk, walk to together remember. to remember, yeah. Okay, there you go. cool. Nailed Great. It. Really good joke, Nick. And then... And then Bill is joining us. Hello, Bill. You just graduated from his PhD program. I'm very excited for you, Bill. How's your life going? It's pretty good. How are you guys doing? And you're moving to Seattle. Nick, what's the best part of Seattle other than having a wife and a baby? Uh, They got good fish and chips. With tartar sauce? I'm into that. Uh, With tartar sauce. They have good salmon. I've heard they have good recreational marijuana, but I don't partake in that kind of nonsense. <laughs> I don't know. Don't they have, like, good old cars? You always take pictures of old oh, cars. Oh, yeah, they have, like, uh, they have a really cool car culture here. A lot of, like, VW vans and then, like, gray market Japanese cars, like, from imported from the Japanese market with, like, the steering wheel on the opposite side. They have they have a decent football team. Good hiking, right? Isn't there good? Outdoors? Yeah, there's beautiful hikings. Um, I learned that the Cascades were not a dishwasher detergent. They were a mountain range. Uh, I don't know. There's some pretty things here. Yeah, there's Amazon, Boeing, Microsoft, uh, grunge music. Uh, <laughs> All the hits. <laughs> Ken Griffey Jr. played here. Uh, wow, you should be a spokesman. Everywhere. Like yeah, put this on a postcard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So wait, I th- very amped up. All right, wait. I think what we should first talk about is since Ben is here, explain to us the Omicron or Omicron. First, how do you pronounce it? Everyone's saying Omicron. it's Om- Omicron. No, I heard it's I heard it's Omicron or something. Omicron. It's not Omicron. It's not Omicron. It's I think it's, Om- <laughs> I think it's Omicron. Why is it Omicron? I uh, I'm gonna be a disappointment to my father who is like a Greek scholar. I'm pretty sure it's like Omicron, but that it's sounds really Omicron. lame to say it like that. Um, anyway. Yeah, it's uh, a new variant. They didn't call it new, and they didn't call it she because they wanted to avoid confusion with new, and they wanted to avoid associations with China. So interesting. the skip from mu variant to Omicron, which is like three letters later in the Greek alphabet. Interesting. Isn't and Kai? Isn't it yeah, is it, yeah, like, isn't that Kai? Oh, Kai, not she. What the hell am I talking about? Yeah, yeah, sorry. like Sigma Chi. I know the Greek alphabet through the fraternity system. Like, like Psi, Alpha, you? Omicron, Pi. That was a sorority <laughs> campus. <laughs> they just named them after frats. That would be sweet. <laughs> that is probably where a lot of them are developing, to be fair. Uh, right yeah, among other diseases. Exotic yeah. diseases. That would make it so much more fun if it was Francis and Sweeney. This is like the, the Delta, the Delta, Delta, Delta variant. Sports <laughs> crawler edition. Right, oh, Lord. So, wait. The, this one's interesting because they, like, predicted it would be bad in a lab before it's actually been proven to be bad. So, And now they're saying, we have to wait. We have to wait. We don't know if it's bad. So, is this all a bunch of hot air, potentially? Like, it seems like the odds of people that are vaccinated being okay against it is fairly high. uh, I don't understand exactly what's, I get that it's, I get it's a new variant and it's scary because it will spread more, but because we've already been saturated by waves of COVID is the effect of it that great? Well, the worry is uh, basically it has some additional mutations in the spike protein, which is what is actually binding to the cells. And that's also the protein that 
antibodies are targeting. So the more mutations it picks up there, the less likely it is that you're going to find for, uh, form really good solid contacts between your own circulating antibodies from the vaccine or from your previous infection and this new virus. So that allows it to potentially escape the immune system more easily or more successfully at a higher rate. Uh, and this is probably why we're seeing enhanced transmission between people who are vaccinated, but not increased mortality. So the vaccines still have a protective effect in terms of saving you from severe illness and death and all that stuff. But it does seem credible and uh, understandable that this variant can spread more easily between vaccinated people. The real worry is that this then provides a platform for further mutations. So like now we have the spreadable tamer version, but if it then picks up additional virulence mutations, then we're kind of fucked. So man, yeah. sounds like the virus is playing chess. Pretty much. <laughs> it's all evolution. When uh, I have like a Fred Willard from uh, Best in Show question. Okay. It's like, you remember that? Do you know who Fred? Remember that scene? He's like the commentator. So uh, my question is like, don't these things like naturally go away at some point after a couple years? Like, can't? Uh, my question's insane. It doesn't make any sense. I just like want it to go away. <laughs> well, it's not a it's not a terrible question. So like, <laughs> the thing about that, that I think you might be referring to is like host exhaustion essentially so like for a lot of viruses there's kind of a a delicate balance between killing the people that you're infecting and also promoting your own spread so for things like ebola which was you know quite deadly for the people it infected it draws a ton of attention people who are infected are almost immediately isolated and the virus is therefore not necessarily successful in spreading and kind of the motherfucking thing about covid is that it there's this, sort of this latent period where you can transmit the virus, as we know now, uh, and you could be completely asymptomatic. So, you know, I'm not on the side of people who think that this was designed in a lab, but I'm on the side of people who think that this escaped from a lab and was probably being studied for some of these interesting properties because it is so a it, pretty fascinating virus. I mean, how, okay, to, to add to Nick's hilarious point, which is like, when will this just end? Please, God, when will this just end? <laughs> it's like, um, it will become, everyone is saying, something like the flu. How, how like, apt is that comparison? Uh, it probably is not going to be able to evolve as quickly as flu, because I think I've mentioned this before, flu has this, like, kind of unique property where it has different gene segments. And so, if, you know, different flus can recombine very, very quickly and have different properties. And that's not really the case with coronavirus. It's not a segmented uh, genome. So I think that that's so it's easily likely. it's more easily conquerable. It won't be as bad as the flu or it won't be as seasonal or yearly as the flu. I mean, it all just kind of depends on like what what sort of random variants pop up. The The thing that we might have going for us in terms of COVID is that RNA vaccines can be relatively quickly redesigned. Um, and redeployed. Like I think Pfizer said it would take them about three months to have a potential new RNA vaccine against the Omicron variant. You know, again, it just kind of depends. Like if we get uh, further further mutations in this thing that can then start killing people, um, then it's going to more or less be back to square one. So basically, like the thing with flu, the reason why it's seasonal is because, again, like it's all based on predictions and what the most popular strains of flu are in the opposite hemisphere during the previous flu season. So like the five most popular strains or however many, you just like three to five get selected and put into the vaccine to then give to the people on the other side of the world. And that's basically all we can do against flu. There's no way to get really broad immunity against it. That's still potentially a possibility against 
COVID, but only if we get enough people vaccinated to the point where this thing isn't able to evolve to this extent anymore. So yeah, basically, once we get rid of it, it shouldn't come back. But getting rid of it is going to be a lot harder. Got it. All right, what should we talk about now? Nick, what do you want to talk about? Nicki Minaj? No, I mean, she's not part of the problem, not the solution. <laughs> well, she's, okay. she's continuing to spread propaganda about her I mean, there's just no, her medical and... background is, first of all, she has no medical background. Two, uh, yeah, I mean, that marriage was going to break up because of infidelity, not because of impotence. <laughs> this is old news. Like, <laughs> where did this... Where, where, oh, God. Why did you come up I with thought that? I was going to have to edit that out, but now I have to keep it in. This is just so complicated for me. Uh, what else? This is the celebrity you know? gossip portion. Yeah, this is, that was our celebrity the gossip. Celebrity go- well, what, what, what are the... What are kind of the big celebrity... Rihanna was... Named. Oh, the big celebrity story is that... Uh, Pete Davidson is dating Kim Kardashian, right? Yeah. We're going to talk about that. Oh, that Jesus. is weird. That is weird. Yeah. Ben, have you been, I mean, Bill, have you been uh, following much celebrity gossip? No. But I'll tell you what, though. One of my classmates from Japan, been in America over 10 years, didn't know who Kim Kardashian is. Enviable. <laughs> but they know her in Armenia. They know her in Azerbaijan. Uh, I mean, it was weird. Japan, like, like they imagine. I mean, he's been here for ten years, and then we're talking. Kim Kardashian came up, and he said, "Who's Kim Kardashian?" Well, he's and been it interesting. How would you answer that question? Yeah, that's true. She is a hotel mogul, or no, a lawyer. Sorry, she's the lawyer's the daughter, lawyer. famous <laughs> lawyer's daughter who became famous. Or a sex video, and now has her own brand and TV Paris show. Hilton's personal assistant. At the oh, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So Man, she's... what a diverse resume. And she, she yeah. was married to Kanye. Yes, Nick. That's her later <laughs> resume. Oh, he, uh, he uh, I call him a, a 2020 presidential candidate as well. Uh, he was for like seven days or something. So wait, Bill, explain to us in layman's term what your... All of your research was about. I just oh, want to hear you say no. It. Come on, Bill. Do it really quickly. <laughs> no. <laughs> after, you finish, after you finish a PhD, that's the last thing. Just do it really fast. About. Come on. I tested yeah, how market thesis. power affects investment incentives in the electricity market. And the implication is that it's highly dependent on the distribution of demand. Interesting. Did, did you talk about Enron in California? No, I talked about uh, Texas, ERCOT. Oh, yeah. With the- yeah. Well, I use data from ERCOT, so it's not like specifically about ERCOT, but use some of their data. Interesting. Is that, is that true that Texas has its own uh, utility grid? Like it, it, yeah, it's, it's self-contained, yes. Yeah. And they kind of run it differently, a little bit differently from the other ones. It's pretty intense. Is that why it broke down? Well, before last winter, they had a very high price cap where you can they can charge up to nine thousand dollars per per megawatt hour. Um, usually it's like twenty dollars, but sometimes like it, it it's hit nine thousand dollars. It hit nine thousand dollars last winter too, but like other markets don't really have that. Like over here on the northeast, there's a price cap at like a thousand dollars. Interesting. We have a lower price cap. You you have to like manipulate the market in other ways to kind of create the similar incentive structures. So do you think 
Facebook is a monopoly. (laughs) 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 It it, well, it's interesting because like hearing that it's it's interesting because I mean the 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 two people they're kind of talking past each other. Um, as as a note to our listeners, we listened to a debate between a former U Chicago. Nick, explain what this debate was. You sent it to us. Oh well, it, we're advertising for a competing podcast. It's, it's all love. It's all love in the podcast world. No, Nick, it's they not. Clearly... It's competitive. Uh, it, it's uh, Joan Cotin's <laughs> the what's it called? The New York Times. I think the argument is the name of the podcast. It's interesting. They always a direct you know, competitor. Uh, this one was Tyler Cohen from. The Mercatus Center at George Mason University, he's a free market economist, and Sarah Miller from, I forgot her, she's a UChicago alum, 06, uh, from, I forgot her affiliation, but the debate was whether or not Meta, formerly known as Facebook, is a monopoly, and I think her argument was that Facebook should be viewed Meta, I'll call it Facebook for this, these purposes. It really sounds used. stupid to say that name. Like, why did yeah, they yeah. choose such a stupid well, that's, name? That's argument, I think it I, resonates with the younger generation. Oh, God. Yeah. They're trying to compete with TikTok, which, again, is, it, is a, in itself an argument against the fact that it is a monopoly. But she was like, well, you should look at it as like a giant online marketing company. And in that case, it is a monopoly, despite the fact that she kept on bringing up Google which is its chief competitor and there are other online marketing platforms as well. So like her argument, I think was kind of going in different directions and then, you know, I'm biased. I don't think, I think, you know, I'm not a fan of a lot of what they do, but I, I don't think it's a monopoly. Um, and I, did, I, don't I find it's a monopoly her on, in the social media. If you view it as a social media company strictly, it's not, a I, found her, as well. I found her argument most compelling when she was talking about how like at Facebook and Google, both control with, within themselves the entire digital advertising sphere, and you can and they do some level of like price fixing because of that. So I'm not sure that's be but that's, that's not, by that. definition not a monopoly. It, it would be a duopoly. Yeah, right? I'm not saying it's a monopoly, but I'm saying that there is there's something she was she was hitting the nail on the head and some sort of like to understanding the shadiness that goes on with but, and then also how Facebook through like buying other things sort of slowly um herds um users toward them like yeah i I know that they're not the only player out there and there's all these other people but if you are constantly in in control of the echo chambers around you then you can like promote certain things versus other things get people to go to your site promote your own ads promote your own people that you support the ideas that you support it's like the slow funneling toward your worldview i'm not sure any of that constitutes something legal under i mean illegal under like but i think it all of it is i don't know shady it's just sketchy i don't know what it is or but you don't have to use it in that case i mean it's not like the reason why google so if you if you were to look at her argument that facebook is a monopoly when it comes to the online advertising world not a social media stuff then i mean first of all it'd be considered a duopoly if you look at google but then the reason why like small businesses can't afford advertisements on tv for example it's because tv is heavily regulated and the prices are exorbitantly far more expensive to advertise on television than they are to advertise online and so you given if you just look at it just as an online advertisement thing sure you can make inferences that it is a duopoly but if you look at the broader scale of advertising it is not there's thousand myriad different ways of advertising 
And there are a lot of other platforms like TV that are even more expensive and more anti-free market and more cumbersome and all this other stuff that completely defeats our argument that it is a monopoly. Like, and under the the Sherman antitrust law, which is like the sort of big canon of antitrust law in the U.S., it's not like you have to prove that it's harm is harm to the consumer. I mean, I get frustrated because on the right, people want to use antitrust law against Twitter for deplatforming Trump. But Twitter's not a, a monopoly. How, do they have a monopoly on social media? They don't. So, I mean, there's all these arguments that I think are just not founded upon what the law says, what a monopoly is. It's just kind of like subjective opinion. Yeah, I agree. That that's This is not the way to like regulate or do anything about Facebook. You got to do it with like sort of other laws but it is stupid. The man, the name is really the worst. I don't. I think it's. I think it's kind of hilarious. I think they're shooting themselves in the foot. I don't think this marketing pivot is going to work in the long run. I mean, most of their users are like octogenarians. You think they they, they are want to meta? They want to put the well, VR set on. But do you? Oh, what about our? I mean, I'm not gonna. I think it's also silly. But like, look at. Um, I mean, look at what our point. There was uh, Megan Thee Stallion and what's her name? Who's the collaborator? Megan Thee Stallion. Cardi, Cardi B. Cardi B did a song with our initials, and that was very inappropriate for young children. <laughs> and it kind of like besmirched our brand. That's true. God, we should send them a letter. Why was it inappropriate for young children? Yeah, Nick, what did it yeah, stand Nick, for? You, what, sorry, what does it stand for? <laughs> I'm on mute. I'm on mute. Right. I'm not going to. There's a. I don't know. I don't want to get in trouble with the FCC or something. Although podcasts are not regulated. Yeah, I always click. When I upload these, I also always click the explicit button. I always like laugh. I'm like, ooh, explicit. It, 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 well, I'll give you kind of a hint at what that acronym means. Uh, per the Cardi B, Megan D. Stallion music video, it is uh, aroused. Um, this is so uh, much worse. Aroused uh, <laughs> female parts. genitalia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, and with that, I, note... I'll just refer to you to look at a George O'Keefe painting or something. That's <laughs> <laughs> that you've thrown water on or something. <laughs> yes, I'm not insane. Oh, Nicholas. All right, wait. You know what we should pivot to is that? Did you know Bill also has caught the uh, Formula One bug? What a what are your nice. predictions for? Is it Saudi Arabia this weekend? Oh yeah, man! After that, after that show on Netflix. All right. So, what do you think is going to happen, Bill? Do you think um, Verstappen's going to beat Hamilton? Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I want Hamilton to win, though. It'd be like a nice comeback. It would be epic. What do you think the odds are? What do you think five thirty-eight has his odds of winning at right now? Is yeah. Ayrton Senna still alive? No. No, he died. He died. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw that uh, movie. That's right. He died. Yeah. He died. Uh, I don't know. I put it at, like, 60-40 for Hamilton. It's hard to say because, like, Wait, no one... Wait, he's up 60-40? No way. I think he... uh, no, no, no. He's, he's, not, he's not winning yet, but basically, if he wins the last two races, then he wins. And... Wait, you think he has a 60% chance of winning? There's no way. He's... Verstappen's ahead of him by, so. what, 10 points? Not 10 points. Verstappen's ahead of him by 7 points, I think. So, after Saudi Arabia, which looks like a track with some long straights, which has been the strength of the Mercedes all year. It's hard to say because it's a brand new circuit, so no one really knows. But also, Hamilton has always dominated like new circuits because Mercedes are just very, very good, and they're pre-adaptable. Interesting. So yeah, I 
I, I mean, I think basically uh, Red Bull losing in Brazil, which was thought to be a good race for them because Mercedes made these engine upgrades, might have sealed it. We'll see, though. You never know. Maybe they'll just have uh, have Checo go yellow and try and take him out. I love how into this you are, Ben. God, you know everything about this shit all of a sudden. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I don't know, man. I'm just, uh, just a faux European now. Yeah, it's true. All right, say something in Portuguese to sign us off. Or wait, Nick, <laughs> what, do you want to talk about anything else? Obrigado. I, no, uh, I would like to hear Portuguese. Bill, what do you the want Portuguese to talk about? What else good. is going on? Are you, do you, is there anything you need to know about Seattle before moving? He's moving there really soon, in like two weeks. I don't know anything about I don't even know where I'm moving to. I told Kat to, to, get, to surprise <laughs> me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a bold I mean, strategy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's kind of fun though that's a fun place to be in life like oh yeah just like pick somewhere i guess bring he, my stuff did, did he mention any clues like urban I think be around i think um the, the the neighborhoods like capitol hill or something yeah 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 yeah, yeah that's, like, that's a popping neighborhood that's very all right popping because uh, that's what the kids say <laughs> that's what the that's where the kids hang out uh, yeah, that's where the Chaz was uh, a year ago. That's where this like autonomous zone was created. But no, it's there's good food there. The there's autonomous really zone? What? Yeah, you don't remember the autonomous zone? Dude, I don't know anything, man. I've been in a cave for like the past few years. It's true. Writing, writing about utility markets. God. Energy. Um, yeah. Uh, no, that's a really cool neighborhood. There's a lot to do there. Okay. But yeah, uh, let me know when you get here. We'll hang out. I, yeah, man. We can. Okay. Well, you could be like the. You could be kind of like the financial econ correspondent. Yeah. Um, now that you have, if you have more time for us. Put up, put on a suit. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Happy Hanukkah and have a great week. <laughs>